0: you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner.
1: Phil Mackey, Judd Zulgad.
2: Four hours of trauma.
1: (laughs) Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Any sports show or hosts can make predictions, but these guys keep a record of theirs. Gentlemen, we are keeping score. Believing in their prognosticating abilities so much. Listen now as Phil, Judd, and Dave write that down. Down? Write this down.
0: Write it down. You like writing things down.
1: Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. All
3: right. I'm glad Max is back. So now we can officially go to the Write That Down courtroom floor about this weekend golf vacation prediction that Dave made. This is a few weeks ago now. Uh, We're going to get to that in our accountability session, but... Are you confident Max is ready to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth about what happened?
4: I sure hope he does. He has no reason to lie. It's a simple write-that-down prediction. I I told you the truth last week. You didn't believe me. So let's hear from the horse's mouth himself when it's uh, time to do that. Except for
0: the fact that Max has been sitting by the producer for a week now, again, and the producer has the has the potential, let's just say, to intimidate the young man. It feels a I'm very like... concerned that that the witness is going to perjure himself because yeah. he's intimidated. It's a war room in here.
2: Well,
3: uh, yeah, that's it, what I'm saying. It feels yeah. like making a murderer. And Max is Brendan Dassey. <laughs> yep. And Dave is you know Dave's trying to get a confession here. Mm-hmm. So he's basically like taking Max's hand and writing, "I did it." Yep. I shot ninety plus on
0: every hole. <laughs> the ethics committee might want to talk to you, Dave. Every round. I'm oh. not
4: sure I have the clout in the workspace or the uh, physical imposition to actually intimidate this young man.
0: <laughs> Throughout his career, his his oh yeah, future I, endeavors. Yeah, yeah,
4: you'll never get hired
3: anywhere. <laughs> Dave, Dave yeah. will make sure that you never get another job in this I'm, town. I'm a I'm a producer oh, yeah, yeah. here. Ah. <laughs> oh well, let's get right into it here because this is the one that's on the board from last week. Dave, you predicted earlier this summer that Max, on his golf trip with buddies, was it Breezy Point? Yes, it was. Okay, Breezy Point that Max would not go under 90 in any of his rounds, four rounds at Breezy Point. And I believe we said last week, we need some sort of, like, scorecard, some sort of proof, a signed document of some kind. We need something. Yep. Okay, the floor is yours. Dave and Max.
5: Well, yeah, I mean, first off, uh, I, I will admit <laughs> that I did screw up in not saving the scorecard. Wow. I, I, and, oh, my and that, gosh. Yeah. Wow. And right there. Such you, a simple thing. Total yeah.
0: accident. Mm, it it yeah. would have been so simple to save that scorecard. Just
5: take
3: a picture of it. Well,
5: Well, that's the thing, too, is like I remember being in the round and being like, guys, <laughs> I need to, like, Either like remind me, please. I need this scorecard, or I need to take a picture of it because I know my producer is going to come at me. And then Beer, I,
0: and then Beer so, 8 got served the max, and he's like ah, just get rid of the And what's
5: scorecard. funny, he was, halfway, me, he was
4: halfway he was halfway through that first round uh, making the turn, and he texts me, ah, or email whatever it was. I'm at 43. You write that down. Is
5: going up in flames.
4: Funny, I never heard from him the rest of the weekend. That's
5: weird. <laughs> well, That's see, weird. Well, you guys world, know a- after you know the first nine, you're following Nine, but the second nine, you don't uh, you don't quite remember a lot of the things going on. Yeah, can get right, a little, no, it, it, a I don't need hazy. to go into
3: details there. But so basically, you have no proof of what you shot.
5: I only have my word, and obviously that doesn't matter anymore.
0: And so, and, and do you? So do you recall? I mean, are you yes, going by what you think happened? Because the next morning you woke up and the sun came up, and you're like, I think I did this. Well,
5: I remember shooting in <sighs> '88. That day, the same day I emailed Dave. I just had two beers, officer. And, uh, but, like, and, and, but the second thing. Let's ask
4: the very important question. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, you could do that. According to the rules of golf, the official rules of golf,
5: (laughs) was that an acceptable 88? In my language Uh, and terms, yes. Yes, it was acceptable 88. I was playing with buddies who, if you'd ever meet them, are more competitive than Tiger Woods, you'd feel like at least.
3: Well, Tiger, maybe, maybe he's not as competitive as we thought. <laughs> did, you that, or not? did you take Gimme's? I can't get a top Did you take give or did the
4: ball go in the hole 18 times? There was a few holes. Boom. Oh, no! No,
1: no. There
3: it is. no! What? He cheated! <laughs> two inches! I did! You get hit two inches. Did you, in. did you finish every putt? Or did, did yeah, is that where time with Gimme's here? Yes. Okay. So so you picked up at least one putt. There was a few putts <laughs> Yes! No.
0: Yes! <laughs> He's Mickelson! <laughs> so He's Mickelson! Wait, wait, so
3: Dave Harrigan is hereby awarded. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah!
3: I'll write that down. Close. It's a uh. triple. <laughs> it's, it's a single. All right,
0: all right. <laughs> New it's rule, though. single. New write-that-down rule. Ne- next time there's a write-that-down like that, if proof does not come back, we just toss it out. Yeah, like if... Because so we got to like, have some sort of proof from now on.
3: Like on the Judd predictions where, okay, like one of the listeners predicted, Judd will have a beer at Bat and Barrel. The proof has to be either Judd admits he's guilty. Yes, I had a or photo evidence of Judd. Yeah. Of some kind, right? Yeah. Or somebody comes out and says, I saw Judd, and Judd's like, Okay, yeah, I guess that's right. I saw So there has to be proof. There it is. Wow, this is this feels dirty because it, it's, it's like it's Max is a good enough golfer to go under ninety, but well, we'll that. just have
5: to go out. Yeah, me, you, me, you, you Dave, would be. Judd. I don't know what's happening, but we'll go out. <laughs> you don't know and, what's happening. Uh, we'll, we'll really get we'll get that going hard. Now
4: I'm 12 feet away. That's a gimme,
5: right? <laughs> you take gimme's <laughs> when you go golfing. No, no, no. You go golfing in the this whole weekend. 18 times. <laughs> right, because Dave's <laughs> no, perfect. I don't, right don't right believe now.
4: in cheating. That's just me. I don't. Know. Some people do. That, that's you. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah. This Good is like Phil.
3: you know. I had an ethics test golfing with Chris Long on Monday, and I've got a great round going here. And I remember driving one Wayward on one of the holes on the back nine, and it was—I mean, it was was uh, in the right rough, and there was a tree between me and the and the green. And he goes, "I mean, we're you know we're the only ones." I, he goes, "I don't care if you want to move that ball five feet to the left." And I said, "What? I will never, never. I will not stoop to that low level of golf ethics." Okay.
0: And so then, then especially you when someone's watching, and then you shifted the ball slightly <laughs> when Longer turned his back.
3: <laughs> All right. Here is the accountability session uh, outside of that courtroom session. Uh, The other things on Dave's list. Actually, the rest of the predictions did not go well for Dave. He had Mitch Leidner getting another job in the NFL, even though Mitch announced his retirement this week. Uh, Maurer will be an all-star. Rosario will be the MVP of the all-star game. And Harry Kane will score against Sweden. (sighs) That was part of a three-item parlay. I had
4: the other two. I had the two win, but you I did get the goal. You did. Uh-huh. Rosario uh-huh. could still go in, injury
3: replacement. That's true. If it happens, we'll reverse it. Thank you. Uh, Judd, <laughs> you said Eduardo Escobar will be the Twins' lone all-star. I said Suarez will score against France. And England will have their soul crushed at some point via PKs.
0: Oh, I forgot the second part.
3: Uh, almost, oh. the extra time. Mm. Uh, and then let's see here listeners predicted oh you know what we i didn't do an accountability session for listeners we'll do it next week for listeners we have listener predictions this week but uh but that's so updated batting averages i'm toiling at 213 slugging under 400 judd 265 slugging 544 Uh, i'm very late career mower dave batting 385 slugging 654 Mm. way out in front uh, listeners at two forty two and slugging four fifty five, and our guests are batting two fifty on the did,
0: season. Did you do one for the guests? Because I just got a, a a note here from our guy Doogie saying that he nailed the Gino Crandall. Write that down. We, yeah, when you we'll, were gone.
3: We'll give credit next week. I All I right. spaced and forgot to I do just it. Don't accountability want, session I don't want to leave
0: out Duges being correct. Uh, time crunch. Write this
3: down. We'll do. Uh, we'll do those All next right. week. Yep. We'll start with Judd here.
0: Okay. Start with this one from the world of the National Hockey League. Uh, the Ottawa Senators are going to trade Eric Carlson to the Dallas Stars. There's been it's been going on for like three weeks now or two weeks. Tampa Bay is involved, Vegas is involved, Dallas is involved in the uh, in the potential trade for the All Star Defenseman. The Ottawa Senators will send Eric Carlson to the Dallas Stars, making the wild's life even more difficult in the central division. Okay. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down.
4: I'm ready to make my NBA finals prediction. Warriors over Celtics. Warriors over Celtics, six or fewer. It will not go oh, to seven. Okay, fact, six, no, Five or
3: fewer. Whoa, five or okay. fewer. Ooh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well remember that then. All right. We're gonna we're gonna come out firing here with a Judd prediction, then he can be in the room for this. It doesn't matter. During the Zilgad athlete challenge on Monday, <laughs> a 150 yard par three. We have to get permission to play the hole, I guess. But I think we'll figure that out when we get. There. Ah, they're nice folks. It'll, yeah, it'll ha- it'll happen. Uh, Judd Zulgad will put at least one ball in the water. Ooh, at least one ball in the water for Judd Zulgad. All right, there's water sort of lining the left side, and maybe even like wrapping around the green a little bit. Yes. Uh, so we'll Thanks have for to the bring a couple me, extra golf balls.
0: Thanks for all, all the faith you got in me.
3: It's still possible that you could score a seven if we set the over under at seven and a half. You could still score a seven. Putting a ball in the water. All right. In fact, it might be to your advantage just to use the water
0: as a backboard.
3: Just get it up there, <laughs> hit it like hit it as far as you can. I got a lot of ideas. Play a drop, and then now you're lying I,
0: I got a lot of, of ideas going in from you and from Dave and from uh, Chris. A lot of ideas on how to approach this hole. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. World Cup prediction for Sunday France is going to blank Croatia 2 0 okay. on Sunday. So France 2, Croatia 0. In the World Cup final on Sunday. No prediction on the third place game for me. What makes you think that strategically? I just really I like their style of play. I think they're going to I think they're gonna score an early goal, really shut things down, take the box and bunch it up.
3: Yeah, just bunch and,
0: it up. And get them and get them out and just then trap them out. And then I, I think we're gonna see an empty net goal with about ten seconds left. Yeah. France is great on the four check, too. Well, you know France is gritty, right? I, I don't know if I would say that about France. They've got some gritty players. Croatia feels much more gritty they than They've remade the roster. It's a very gritty roster.
2: Write it down. You like
1: writing things down. Write this down.
4: Viva la France. Uh, Serena will win the Wimbledon title tomorrow for the ladies. What That'll be her eighth, I believe. And her opponent, Angelique Kerber. Uh, it will be straight sets, by the way. Kerber will win no more than seven games. so It'll be like a 6-4, six, 6-3 six, type thing.
3: Serena won't really be tested. She will cruise to victory. Okay. So Kerber will, uh, no more than, will win no more than seven games. Yes. Okay. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, I'm drinking Twins Kool-Aid here. The Minnesota Twins, at some point before the end of the year, will pull within four games of the Cleveland Indians. I'm, I'm sipping on Twins Fire Kool-Aid. Fire up the theme
0: song if you're going to say
3: that. Uh, the twi- they're seven and a half back right Fire now. It up. They will pull to within four games of the Cleveland Indians at some point before the end of the season.
0: Write it down. You like writing things down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. All right, back over to Judd. This next write that down pains me greatly to say, and I hate saying it. And I almost did it last week, and I held off for a week. But the tea leaves are showing me that it's <clears throat> going to be difficult. So I'm going with it. The Wild will not make the playoffs this season. The Wild will not make the playoffs in the extremely tough Central Division and a Western Conference that also is improving as a whole. The Wild will not be a playoff team.
3: Should we be rooting for them tanking? Then we should just yeah. be rooting for. Yes,
0: you definitely the should. Number be. one overall pick. Right? I think they're going to miss it though. Right, that's David. Right. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then.
4: I also have a prediction for the Judd Athlete Challenge upcoming (laughs) Monday, assuming we get this done. Par 3, 150 yards at White Eagle. When we decide as a group that Judd is within 50 yards of the pin, okay. so when he gets to that 50 yard inside that mark, and we'll make that decision jointly so it's all fair, Judd will need at least five more shots to get the ball (laughs) in the hole. Get it to where? By by what point? When you're within 50 yards of the hole. Yeah. You'll need at least five shots hey, you know what?
0: to then get it in the hole. You're a jerk, but that's incredibly fair. <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys that Max said that. I think Max is right. I think if I if I'm fortunate enough to to hit the ball in the fairway Better than I expect. I still think putting's going to be the biggest pain.
4: We should mention, by the way, uh, Twitter right now. There is a Mac and Judd Twitter poll, fifteen hundred ESPN Twitter account of what we should set the over under at for the Judd score for this par three, one hundred fifty yard hole. Uh, the answers are: should we set the over under six and a half, seven and a half, eight and a half? Uh, right now, 8.5 is barely in the lead, so wow. absolutely no faith in Judd. Uh, 7.5 wow. with 37% to the 41% at 8.5, and, uh, and 22%, say 6.5 is a fair number. Oh. Write
0: it down. You like writing things down. Well, I
3: have another Judd Athlete Challenge prediction here. <laughs> wow. Write that down. wow. Judd, I'm going to give you the exact score Judd is going to card. Ooh. This is your first golf hole in 20 years. Yep. There's water involved. It's 150 yards. It's a par 3. You will card a nine. So you will avoid double digits, but you're probably going to hit the over. You're going to avoid double digits. You will card a nine in the Judd Athlete Challenge. Write that down. Wow. I'd go higher, but that's cool.
0: (laughs) Write it down. You like writing things down. Good luck with that.
3: (laughs) Manage expectations. Mm -hmm. Manage expectations. Mm -hmm. Uh, Write that down. Post-game show coming up next. We have stuff you should know about. Chris Singleton, Matthew Collar, and it's a game show Friday. Don't go anywhere. More
1: Mackey and Judd coming up next. Oakley-dokley. On 1500 ESPN. Now, back to Mackie and Judd.
2: If anyone wants to clap, now is the time to do it.
1: Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios on 1500 ESPN.
5: Yeah, I think right now I'm pretty salty walking off the field. I'm really frustrated. Uh, I do not want to walk into the summer with a bad taste in my mouth about practice. So hopefully we can finish really strong tomorrow and be feeling good going into the summer. But uh, man, even one bad decision in practice kind of bothers me all afternoon, and I can be a bit of a grouch when I go home. So uh, uh, yeah, that one bothered me. Adam Adam was frustrated with a couple plays himself. He was sitting in this locker pouting with me. So we were having a little, a little uh, pity party with each other just now before I came out here.
3: Kirk Cousins, talking about football. No party parties. You had him 13th on your list. I had him 14th on my list. Just our quarterback rankings going into next season. What's the highest, if he has a good season or we, or whatever your best case scenario is, what's the highest you could <laughs> see him climbing?
0: If he has a good year and they have a lot of success, the highest I could probably get him um, would probably be six or seven. That's pretty. That's pretty good. That's very good. Like that's very
3: could, good. He could climb the Philip Rivers and the Alex Smiths and the Deshaun Watsons. I, well, you have him above Alex Smith.
0: I honestly think it would be if if he can if he can get into the bottom half of the top ten. I'd be happy for the Vikings. I think that because I think thirteen on on my list is incredibly fair. I tried to go through it and say okay. If you have biases either for him or against him, remove them yeah. for, for the purposes of the, this list. Because we've gone through this exercise before and just hypothetically thrown out, well, I think he'd be about 14 or 15. So 13 is about as fair as I could possibly be right now. But I think if, if he plays well and th- they have a nice year, not a great year, but he's really solid, I think I could probably get him into the bottom half of my top 10. Yeah.
3: Have you guys seen this story? I, I guess, I unless I missed something, I didn't realize this was happening, but the Vikings are opening a museum
0: on July 25th. Mark Craig's story in today's Star Tribune about that is fantastic. It's yeah. a great read. And no, I didn't know about it. And yes, I'm going to be there as soon as possible. So they, there's actually, the,
3: they sat down and interviewed Bob Kump of Burnsville. Mm-hmm. So he, I'm just reading from the story here. He's the guy who somehow made it out of the Met Stadium with the crossbar from the North End Zone goalpost During the post-game mayhem of December 26, 1976, the last NFC Championship game the Vikings ever won. When they beat the Rams. He was 23 years old at the time. Yeah, they beat the Rams uh, to reach the last of their four Super Bowls. Quote, that crossbar sat in my garage here for over 40 years. So he stole the crossbar, took it home, and it sat in his garage for over 40 years. Honest to God, he said... I think I've jinxed the Vikings all these years with that thing in my garage. I felt guilty having it, but I didn't want to throw it away or recycle it. And uh, the perfect solution now is he decided to get creative. Uh, The Vikings decided to get creative with their vision for how to tell the franchise's history through an expansive museum. $20 admission, by the way, uh, located on the first floor of the Twin Cities Orthopedic Sports Medicine Center. And this goalpost is going to be part of.
0: A display, and this is why, though. This is the example of why it's something that at the time might might seem ill advised, and and might get you arrested, is actually a great thing, because if that guy doesn't take that goalpost home, guess what? Now it's gone, right? Yeah, it's incinerated. It's gone. So so, it was probably not the smartest thing. The day he did it, but it turned out to be great because the only way something like that is going to survive is for somebody to be drunk enough to say, I want to take this home. And then and then when they're 62, be like, I really don't want this. Does the team want it back?
3: Yeah, the, these team museums are, are a great idea the, the twins kind of have it just throughout like the Legends Club, right? They are throughout Target Field. They've got different things. Yeah, I guess that that would be the twins museum, right? They don't really have a museum. They don't have, but a, throughout a, the ballpark. Yeah. They have all kinds of artifacts and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I know that at Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City, in the outfield, they have an awesome Kansas City Royals Museum with stuff going back to... I
0: like that idea of, of putting everything in one place, though. I think that's yeah. a really cool idea.
3: Yeah. I'm trying to think of what a Timberwolves Museum would look like. Probably be pretty barren. Go ahead. Maybe a, a joint and some ahead, fish sticks from insert Michael some, Beasley.
0: Insert some good
4: jokes here about the Timberwolves Museum. Well, the problem is we've had too many Timberwolves garage sales.
3: Terrible's garage sale. Cirillos garage sale. Garage sale. Garage sale. We have that. You're sort of, not wrong.
0: <laughs> that's actually a really good point. You sold off all your your history. Yeah. I mean, like the Viking. The Vikings
3: have for 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 a team that's never won a championship. The Vikings have such a rich history and and they've been one of the top four or five franchises in the four major sports leagues that hasn't won a championship. Utah Jazz would be on that list. And just in terms of success without a championship. So there's so there are a lot of stories to be told. A lot of them with well, all of them with bad endings, uh, as opposed to the Timberwolves, who've been around for 30
0: years, and it's just... What would the Timberwolves... What fire. could they have?
3: Today at Target Center, it's the Timberwolves, garage, Timberwolves sale. garage Sale! Timberwolves Garage Sale! All day long, items such as these, Sam Cassell's Big Brass Ones dance instruction video, just four ninety nine. dollars 99 Michael VIP pass to Bellinote, just $0.99, cents. Johnny Flynn's teeth whitener, Nikola Pekovic's game-worn ankle wraps. How about David Kahn's mole in a jar?
0: Like, in a jar?
4: Like, with a
3: hair coming uh. out of it? It's the Timberwolves Garage, Timberwolves sale. garage, sale. Timberwolves garage sale! Timberwolves Garage Sale! J.R. Ryder Vintage Urine Samples, $2 per pint. Andre Kirilenko's Hall Pass. Disclaimer, the pass is free but may cost you thousands in alimony. Indy EB's game-issued locker nameplates. Only three available. Glenn Taylor's late 80s sweater collection. Those aren't for sale. He still wears them. Yeah, they're really sweet. Timberwolves Garage Sale! Timberwolves Garage Sale! Timberwolves Garage, sale. Timberwolves garage sale. Wally Zerbiak's pregame hair gel. Wally Zerbiak's halftime hair gel. <laughs> Wally Zerbiak's postgame hair gel. Kevin Love x-ray photo image prints. Plus, you can enter to win Latrell Sprewell's unsigned three-year $21 million contract because you've got kids to feed, and we've still got money to burn. Don't run around your house. Be a man who runs his house at the Timberwolves Garage, Timberwolves sale. garage sale. Timberwolves Garage Sale. <laughs> All right. I
4: forgot. <laughs> so if you're actually having the uh, <sighs> the museum, I, we mentioned the sweaters. you got to have a few Glentos the sweaters glen- there. <laughs>
3: you do. Yep. I a think f- you have to have a program from the guy who, the program exactly guy, Exactly right? what I was going to say. Okay. A few
4: programs that are just... Had been Rolled hammered up.
3: away, and yep. you know pieces flying off everywhere. How about the the knee brace, Carl Anthony Towns' dad's knee brace from when Crunch <laughs> slid down and took him out on the steps? Maybe the sled that Crunch was on. Yeah, you could you could do that too.
4: Hmm.
5: Um,
4: what else you got for us? Yeah, <laughs> you could probably have a few uh, a few nets that were a mint condition because a ball never went in from more than two feet away. You could do that.
3: That would be an option to
0: um, yeah. put in the Timberwolves Museum. There's that. Mm-hmm. Um, Perhaps we should just wait on this idea for a long time. A couple more years. For a long, couple more long years. time.
4: Unused playoff tickets?
0: Work.
3: How Tip- many times did they even get to print them, though? Yeah, you, you, you print the tickets as your team gets closer to the playoffs? Yeah, yeah, not often. No. <laughs> These are just unnecessary piling on pot shots Tips. here. Throat sprays? Throat spray.
0: <laughs> I really want a much, yeah, much
2: much
3: uh, stuff's coming up next. What do you got for us and stuff you should know about? Dave? Oh,
4: I've got stuff. I've got somebody who's very high in a football team we don't like. I've got a an interesting story from Chris Berman that dates all the way back to 1985. We'll wow. have
3: that as well. Wow. Uh, let's first talk about what we're watching here on the TCL TV in studio, the 55 inch built-in Roku TCL TV. We've got Wimbledon on here and uh, we're on the fourth set, Isner and Anderson. I don't think either one of them have broken the other serve yet. You're in the fourth set and it's 7-6, 7-6, 7-6. Isner's up two, uh, two games to one. And and this is, this is the TV that sports fans should absolutely be fixated on. Any major local retailer in the Twin Cities. And you can find out just why TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand and why all kinds of top platforms and entertainers are, uh, are vouching for TCL TVs. Uh, TCL came on pretty strong in the last few years. It's one of the three largest TV companies in the world now. It might, might not have been a household name for you a few years ago, uh, but like I said, it is America's fastest-growing TV brand. Watching sports is an entirely different, amazing experience. Find out more at tclusa.com. Mackie and Judd now continue.
5: You gotta act excited. You get a gift. You gotta act excited. But some of you are going. What do I,
1: what do I? On fifteen
4: hundred, ESPN. And stuff you should know about is sponsored by KFC. Get the new crispy kernel sandwich from KFC. The new KFC crispy kernel five dollar fill up with wedges, cookie, and a drink. This offer is not everywhere and not forever. Prices may vary. Tax and substitutions extra. Woo!
1: Fans are chanting for right now. Mecki and Judd continue with stuff you should know about. The you know Rock knows how
0: you feel about. What you know Twin sports fans are chanting for is the birthday boy, David Harrigan. Oh, happy thank birthday! You. I appreciate that, Judd. Happy birthday to you. And that's sincere. Sincere as I could possibly be. Yeah. Which agreed. isn't totally sincere, but it's as sincere as I can be. I've
4: made it thirty four times around the sun. How about that? Good for wow.
3: You. That's good. You're yeah. entering uh, this would be your thirty fifth year then, right? Is that how that works? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah.
4: like soccer. I'm in the thirty fifth year. I'm in the thirty yeah. fifth minute. It's always confusing. And I should flop at any
0: time. <laughs> It's not a bad idea. Starting now, I do it. Start to get sore a little bit. Start to wear down. Mm-hmm. It only gets. It only gets worse.
4: Yeah, you're wrapping up extra time of the first half, oh, here, you, Judge. You, really, this is only the
0: first half. Feels like the second. Well, sometimes. I'm not saying
4: the second half is going to go a full 45 for you. Yeah. Okay, thank you.
0: Let's just, just say if you get
3: to extra time, it's going to be really hard for you to continue on. Oh, uh, you know what? That might not be a bad thing some days. Oh man. Uh, let's start with soccer, shall we? There
4: was, uh, I believe it was the Guardian out of Australia. There was a reporter that was in Britain uh, with a you know, watch party deal as they were losing uh, their way out of the semifinals. Mm-hmm. And let's just say the English soccer fans around him weren't very happy. Uh, you'll hear at one point there was a beer thrown in the fella's face and there's a fella yelling at him. And you'll hear it tossed it toss back to the anchor back in Australia who, I promise you, says the word... Thugs, T-H-U-G-S. Thugs, not a curse word that sounds an awful lot like it, but it is thugs. I've listened to it many times. Okay. Good morning,
2: Douglas. Good evening, Doug. We've got a very angry English fan coming up to me. It has gone from tubulation. Gone That's the deer It went to frustration, to anticipation. Now it has turned to anger. The English fans are very angry call this final whistle. It is Croatia's game, I believe. 2-1. Croatia has game. Croatia has
1: won hey, hey, mate. Hey, mate. Okay, hey, we, we,
3: we're, we're going to get out of here. Can someone get around Lloyd as well? Because there's someone in England who can get around Lloyd and look after him. What a bunch of thugs. That's all I say. What, what, what a complete thug that guy is. Yeah. <laughs> That's, <laughs>
1: That's fair. That's thugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Wait, so what was that setting? So they were there were just fans who are just irate fans and yes, kind of being swallowed up. Yes, and the guy yeah. yelling
4: at him, I you know threw the beer in his face and then goes up. You know, I don't know if you could hear him, but he's like, you're just here to see the Englands get ticked off or whatever it was. You're just here to see us lose. Blah yeah, blah blah. Pretty much,
0: that's true. Yes, that's fine. <gasps> I have no problem <gasps> with that. Yeah,
4: it's called reporting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is documentation. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Think back to the good old days of really not that long ago. And this poor guy was set to make a max contract.
1: Isaiah Thomas to the hole! Isaiah Thomas is a machine! Thomas crosses. Fire called! And
4: one! Ah, those days with the Celtics. He was a budding star. Ready to make big, big NBA money. Now he's signing a one-year deal for a couple million. Not that that's bad money, but yeah. not good NBA money with the Denver Nuggets.
3: Nuggets yeah. Could I say though that so it sucks for him because he could have made maybe a hundred million dollars on a contract a couple of years ago, and now he's going to scrape up and he's not going to be able to feed his family. He's only making two million dollars, it's tough. Could I say though that for the Timberwolves, this might this is a great buy low for the Nuggets, right? A guy who was a thirty-point scorer just a couple of years ago. And the Wolves are trying to scrap in there with these Nuggets and Jazz teams, right, between the six and the ten seed. A couple teams are going to be on the outside. If he blows up and the Nuggets are already a borderline playoff team, you might put them in the mid-pack of the Western Conference playoff bracket. That's oh, all I'm say, saying. Yeah. You know? so like he might, a long way of saying, the Nuggets might actually reap the benefits of buying low on Isaiah Thomas.
0: Is he a jerk or what? Because, I mean, if, if you were as good as we thought he was in Boston... Yeah, there might be some curveballs thrown, but this seems to be a lot, a lot of things. What, he went Boston, Cleveland, yeah. Lakers, now Denver. So is he just sort of a, comes that, off as a jerk? That's that kind of the, the word. The
3: word is he's not the best locker room guy, right. and that's kind of why he's bounced around. This would be his fourth team in, what, two years? Yeah. Is that what it is? No! Yeah. Speaking of locker room guys, Kevin
4: Love, how did you find out about LeBron leaving Cleveland?
5: I was actually in Montauk. I was in the Hamptons, uh, and I was sitting next to a couple of really good friends, and I just looked down at my phone, I said, oh. LeBron uh, just signed a 154 million dollar contract with the Lakers. And I said, "Okay, got to make a few calls." So I stepped out, and that was that. Texted him later that night. Told him I loved him. Told him I
3: appreciated him, and good luck.
4: Notice he didn't say Lebron
3: texted him back. <laughs> Very good
0: point. And I'm not surprised he didn't.
3: I'd love to know how many people, how many people outside of like the Lakers brass, did LeBron James feel obligated to reach out to? Because the word was he did him and his agent, or maybe just his agent, did talk with Cleveland before the decision to go to Los Angeles but how many people did LeBron feel obligated to be like you know what hey I feel kind of bad but I'm going to make this move for me and my family Kevin Love wasn't one of them
0: can Uh, I I take a guess was Ty Lue can I take a guess probably zero probably zero yeah
4: Did, did you hear the you were gone the day we played the Ty Lue audio yeah I think uh, him talking about how he and LeBron had had several conversations in the offseason. They've been talking all summer so far. And he was shocked that LeBron went to L.A. Because, I mean, LeBron told me I was his favorite guy. He loved being coached by me. <laughs> hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ty. Yeah. Here's what Ty wants to hear, I oh, guess. Yeah. Have
4: fun. Uh, yeah. Mookie bets. He had a nice little at-bat last night for the Boston Red Sox against J.A. Happ of the Toronto Blue Jays. 13 pitches with a big ending. Here's how it all sounded. Look at that thing.
2: And a little pop-up foul off first. Smoke-giving chase. Can he get there? It's off the glove, and it oh. falls onto the dirt. Mm. Oh, I didn't oh. know about that. Yes. And Mookie oh. Betts is still alive.
1: Justin. 1-2 again. He'll do it again. One, two, spoiled again. Wow!
4: Checked his swing and he fouled it away. And the count goes to three and two. Bray,
0: <laughs> <Hide and play! laughs>
2: He crushed it! It's a grand slam! Wow!
0: Wow!
2: Dude, One of the ridiculous. most at bats of the season, and I mean anywhere in the major leagues.
4: And here's the nugget. That is the eighth grand slam the Red Sox have hit this season after last year being the only team in the major leagues without with a grand
3: slam. Eight grand slams this year? Eight. Eight? Zero all of
4: last year. They've already got eight. Was well, wow. that a
0: fourteen pitch at bat? Is Thirteen. Thirteen pitch at bat. Yeah, so it's not it's, if it was
4: fourteen, it would have been something. Thirteen.
0: Thirteen I'm Not impressed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm
0: oh,
4: yeah, who by. hasn't done that? Uh, Chris Berman Chris Berman you remember Yeah, he, he's the nickname guy love to give players nicknames to make things interesting the one he brings up this is from a podcast an SI Sports Media podcast he brings up our own Burt Blylevin Bert Be Home Blylevin mm-hmm. uh, funny little stuff there so, yeah. he told a story on the podcast about a producer for SportsCenter back in 1985 who sometime in the middle of August, September you know playoff uh, or pennant race time Said, no, Chris, we got to cut out the nicknames. No more nicknames. Sick of the nicknames. We are done with it. And at the time, Chris Berman was good buddies with George Brett. And they just happened to be talking on the phone. And he said, hey, Brett, by the way, they they told me I got to get rid of the nickname. So, you know, you won't be hearing any clever one liners from me. And, uh, well, that was a phone conversation. And this is where it went from there.
2: He exploded over the phone. And now I was not there at game one. Kansas City played Toronto. And. I guess all the news media gathered around him at, you know, the workout the day before because he's George Brett, right? Mm-hmm. And and George Grant went up to him, one of the great people and our early anchors. Mm-hmm. One of our baseball guys and uh, the baseball guy along with Lou Palmer then. And he said, George, can I get you? And he said, Wait a minute, hold on. And he unloads. Not a George (laughs) Grant person. What is your management doing? I'm not going to watch ESPN anymore. They've told my guy he can't take names. And among those in the circle was Rudy Marsky, who hadn't been aware, because it's not announced, right, Right, Jimmy, that he's not doing them anymore. I mean, that would be stupid, right? Right. So that got written up about eight places the next day. Wow. And I am told that in the 80s now, that the mail that came when people heard about it was unprecedented at that time i'm not saying that meant my stuff was great or this but the people cared that much that they showered espn with letters
4: and so we can thank george
0: brett for chris berman I I did not know the the second part of that story. That's interesting.
3: I wonder what the producer's logic was. Just, hey, we're going to deliver the news here. Yeah, uh,
0: they were trying to do a straight straight highlight show. Sports center is very official.
3: We did not show personality.
0: By the way, Chris don't sound so good right now. (sighs) He's on the phone. It's like
3: Darth Darth Vader at a buffet.
0: (laughs) What's he trying to eat the (laughs) the phone though? I mean, it sounds like he's like, I I don't feel... (laughs) i to tell you. Back, 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 back. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. We're going to be uh, getting back to Sports Center here very quickly, Jimmy. But I got to tell you a story about myself. Leather, you're with me.
4: What would Darth Vader as a, at a buffet sound like? Cheesecake.
3: <laughs> something like give me that. Some <laughs>
0: chicken wings. You know, I need some chicken wings right now. You know, give me a chicken Crusted wings. Crusted macaroni. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
3: What type of dessert trade do you got here? That golden corral would be the chocolate waterfall.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that made that that made that worthwhile right there.
2: <laughs>
4: oh, that was delightful. Yeah, uh Tony Romo! Who do you like for the Super Bowl?
5: If I was picking right now, I'd probably go with I'd probably go with Green Bay versus Jacksonville. I oh think God. that would be I know. Oh <laughs> God. just a tentative rough guess here in the, in the summer months.
3: Zero chance of Jacksonville yeah. getting into the Super Bowl. They should have been there last year. How can you say zero chance? The first of all, but if they couldn't get there last year, they ain't going to get there this year. Their defense won't be that good again. And Blake Bortles is still. They had a full a full off season to fix the one big problem they had, and they didn't.
0: They've got a nice Sorry. defense, but their coach, is, from a collar, tells us is a complete moron. And like Phil just said, Blake Bortles of all. Hey, listen, the Packers wouldn't shock me. But the Jacksonville Jaguars, out of all the AFC teams that you could pick here in July, and I know they came close last year, but of all, all the AFC teams you could possibly pick, the only,
3: logic, the only logic would be if if we think that the Belichick-Brady thing is just going to reach some head behind the scenes. Somebody and
0: else will pop up then.
3: That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it would, if it was a, the <laughs> logic would be it's a non-Patriots team because I think sure. it's the end of an era, and there's still like four teams I would pick, including probably the Chargers. I was going to say San Jaguars Diego is well. going to be
0: a trendy pick. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
3: But good for Romo. He did Did I see he won an amateur golf tournament by about seven strokes last weekend? I think that's true. Yeah, he crushed. He did very well. Really? Yeah. Well, he entered. He played in, uh, in a PGA Tour event a few weeks ago. Pretty sure he played in an actual PGA Tour yeah. event and missed the cut.
4: Yeah, it was one of those where everyone else was like, all the good players were playing. The US else. Open yeah, was going on or bit. something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Last one. Uh, an old piece of audio that was actually regarding... Uh, Tony Romo you guys can point the finger at him
1: You you can talk about the vacation and if you do that it's really unfair It's really unfair It's my team It's my quarterback if You guys do that man, it's unfair. We lost his team
4: We lost to the team, man. Oh, Terrell Owens classic right there. How do we feel about the pettiness of A-T-O sticking it to the Hall of Fame because they didn't get him in on the first ballot, second ballot, third ballot. He had to wait all those years to finally get in. And him saying, oh, I'm not going to the induction ceremony. And now the Hall of Fame yesterday
0: coming out with, fine, we're not going to announce your name. <laughs> stupid. I think the second part of that, I mean, you know what? He should go. He's not going. That's fine. That's fine. I think it's a mistake, personally, but the second part, what the Hall's doing, is incredibly dumb. That's it even more petty. childish? Yes, just acknowledge him. He's not, go- he's not going to give a speech. Okay. But that doesn't mean you can't bring his jacket out, the bust out, and be like, he's not here. But one thing I'll say, I'm, just, I'm, I don't
3: like just in defense of Terrell Owens, it's not like he's come out and trashed writers or trashed the Hall of Fame. He came out And his statement was very respectful. Uh, The fact that he's not going to the ceremony could be construed as disrespectful, obviously. But It's not like he came out and just filleted the committee or the writers or other Hall of Famers. So I think he handled it like for his decision to be what it was, he handled it in a way that was pretty, pretty decent. It was T.O. Professional. For yeah, sure, yeah. yeah.
4: Absolutely. I mean,
0: exactly. It's just so silly to be like, well, then we're not going to acknowledge you. We won't even say your name except for when we, we announce the inductees, and that's all we'll do. It's, give me a break. <laughs> uh,
3: Chris Singleton on Twins and Baseball in about 45 minutes. Game show Friday. We're going to give away prizes at some point. So uh, just be listening for game show music, and Matthew Collar will join as well. Mackie and Judd, TCL Broadcast Studio. Sit tight. The Mackey
1: and Judd Show will continue in a moment. we will be back in the game before you know it. Mackey and Judd on 1500
0: ESPN.
1: Phil Mackey. It's the worst thing I do at ESPN. Judd Zolgat.
0: I just want to drink and watch TV.
1: Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN.
0: I think you know who will win the Open
4: Championship? Prove it by signing up for 1500 ESPN's Majors Fantasy Golf Challenge if you've already signed up and played in the previous majors, log in again, make those picks, select your players from the featured groups, watch the field unfold next week. Choosing correctly could mean you win a golf trip for four to Craigens. Make your picks before 6.55 a.m. next Thursday morning, July 19th, to be entered. Just head to 1500ESPN.com to sign
3: up and play. You see who's by far leading the 1500 ESPN contingent at even par? Our very own Expert on the broadcast. Judd Zolgad. Thank you very much. Golf Expert Extraordinary. Well yeah. done, even Paul. Thank
0: you. A man who has gone on and and made his selections. I would say with each tournament I take um at least Two minutes, maybe three at times. Sometimes three. To go through, through the tears and guess. And once again, once again, proving that if you apply no strategy, if you apply no smarts, which is not hard for me sometimes, (laughs) if you just apply the office secretary philosophy of, I like that guy. Sure. I, I like his shirt in that picture. I like his name that you're more likely to win than if you actually break her down.
3: Sure. Uh, what's your what's your strategy for for this time around here, at Carnoustie? Here's the fun here's the fun thing about Carnoustie. <laughs> to say Carnoustie a lot. That that's my strategy. What to just Carnoustie. Say it, Carnoustie? Carnoustie? Carnoustie. It's kind of a fun word. So they've had the Open has been played at Carnoustie six, six times, six, uh, seven times, seven times, going back to Tommy Armour won the first one at Carnoustie in 1931. Mm-hmm. But let's just take the modern era here. So 1999 and 2007, Padraig Harrington won it minus seven in 2007. My guess is the wind wasn't too bad, the conditions. But if the conditions are even slightly adverse, Paul Laurie's winning score after the Jean Vel meltdown in 1999 was plus six. The winning score was plus six. So if you thought uh, the U.S. Open was carnage, yep. if the wind is blowing, mm-hmm. you've got water all over the place. It's Scotland, right? Yep. I mean, it's just like sea breeze and you could have 20, 30 mile an hour winds. Yep. This was a list of, let's see, the 1999 Open here. Uh, this was a list of the scores. the The winning score was plus six. You had, it was a three way playoff. Paul Lawrie, Justin Leonard, that guy was supposed to be huge, and he was he was
0: brilliant for a few Golf years. A few guys like that at that time. Yeah, Duval, Justin Duvall Leonard, Duval was was going to be Tiger's guy for years. And they all claimed happened.
3: back injuries. I think Tiger got in their heads. They they couldn't cope with Tiger. Uh, so a three way playoff, and then, yep. and then you had. Two guys plus seven, one back, Angel Cabrera and then Craig Perry. Greg Norman was plus nine. Tiger Woods, David Frost, and Davis Love the third, tie for
0: seventh. They were plus ten. Wow. Plus ten. So if I if I were to look at my success thus far and think and think I could win this thing, the one thing I could do, and it would be the dumbest thing possible, pull up an advanced forecast, right? I'm gonna see if it's gonna be windy to try. No, uh uh-uh. uh. I'm gonna continue to guess. My picks will be done in one minute this time, one minute instead wow. of two. Boy. Because if rubbing you get rubbing it in our faces, no, no. Because if if you get cocky with it and be like, you know what? I feel like you're I'm getting cocky with here. it by trying to p- make your no, picks so no. quickly. What I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is, I'm going to continue to use the philosophy of <laughs> I like names and shirt colors and pictures, and that's going to be it. All right. Does the
3: fact that you are this dominant force in in the fifteen hundred ESPN.com golf challenge? Yep. Does it? I mean, does it put a little more pressure on you? On Monday, on Monday, absolutely. when you when you play the tenth hole at White Eagle, oh, absolutely not. I mean, you are the golf expert at fifteen hundred right, ESPN right, right. this year.
0: My, you can't card a ten on a par three. My name. And look at yourself in the mirror. My no, that's not true because my name is built on analysis and pontificating, and filibusters. I'm not built on actual athletic success. See, that's the thing. <laughs> Glad you clarified. that. I never try and confuse. I mean, if you want an, a, a solid sports take. Or if you want a guy to keep score of your baseball game, you're talking to the right guy here. But if you want athletic success, look somewhere else. I'm really glad. So you Monday, that. so Monday, Good. no pressure whatsoever, <laughs> zero pressure. I do think, I do think that if people show up and watch, it could be a problem. But I can't control that.
3: We've had several requests on Twitter and email from people who live in the area. We're going to be in Hudson. I'd I hate, love to railbird this. The one
0: thing I remember about golf, and the one thing I absolutely hate, and and this is super true of putts, but it's also true of teeing off. Is is when you can hear your heart in your ears. It's like pounding enough that, that you can feel that heartbeat in your ears. <laughs> When's the last
3: time you had a physical?
0: <laughs> and me and Chris Berman. Let me tell you something. About that. I gotta, let me tell you
2: Phil on Monday. I'm going to be out there golfing.
0: Um, That's the one thing that I'm a little bit. I think that's larious. called
2: arrhythmia, but
0: I'm not. But I'm yeah, not yeah sure. you never know. That's, good. that's
4: actually not a bad point. Have you thought about the other important part, Judd, when it comes to golf? What's that? The attire. You gotta look good on the golf course. That's true. You can't
0: just roll in with a hooded sweatshirt. I, I mean,
4: Ricky Fowler hasn't I won a major, it. but dang, he looks good every bad, time
0: he steps. I got up bad there. news for you, boys. That's not going to happen. Uh, there will be shorts in play and um, a shirt of some sort. You can make shorts look good. You Listen, can make a shirt look good. You've already
3: told us you're going to go to Hudson a day early, stay in a hotel. Yeah. Why don't you spend the afternoon or the evening shopping? Go to a nearby department store?
0: You're the same guy that told me I I might want to consider going to a driving range as well. Here's what I'm going to do on Sunday. I'm going to try and go to the Twins game. After the Twins game is done, I'm going to drive to to Hudson, Wisconsin. I'm going to hit the liquor store, get some Spotted Cow, and that's going to be the end of my day.
4: Perfect. You can stop into the Twins uh, Pro Shop, pick up a nice collared shirt with a nice logo on it. Bring the short pants. Get some,
0: you know, maybe matching socks. You really think I would pay for twins for Twins Pro Shop merchandise? I, I want
3: to see you in in You're the crazy. in the full Bryson DeChambeau. I want I want I want knickers. I'll get the cap. A on. white belt. A little taxi cab driver cap. If you guys buy me the cap. I'll wear the cap. Bring the cap. I'll try and find one
0: big. I'll, I'll try and XL bring some XL cap. I'll big try, big
3: dome. You know what? I've got some stuff. What if I bring you some size thirty eight white pants? Could you squeeze into
0: those? Yeah, but I'm not wearing white pants. Oh, come on. I'll no, come, on. White pants. come on. I'll bring you some white pants. Bring me a cap. Just bring me. I'll wear the cap. I'll happily wear the hat.
3: What's coming up in questions next?
4: Uh, really good questions. Um, you know what? We're going to talk about the possibility of dealing Kyle Gibson. Don't
1: go anywhere. More Becky and Judd coming up next. And we're out. On 1500 ESPN.